Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Please vote Vice President Biden. Yes, we're still on the air. Good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish we could have done this together and it gone a little more smoothly, but uh, but I'm grateful we're able to connect virtually. Man, that was a long pause. Uh, so we are lucky enough that not only is Lonnie Chin great to talk about with, uh, every week with politics and all kinds of different stuff, but one of his areas of expertise is he's worked on a couple of presidential campaigns, and I want to know what he thinks of this one. Lon He Chen is uh, with the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. In fact, he uh, heads up their public policy department there and joins us now. Lon He, how are you, sir? Uh, are, are we on yet? Are we on? I don't. I don't know if you watched any or all of the Joe Biden town hall, but oh my god, is is his whole campaign is floundering? As it seems, uh, or or am I overstating it? Or what's your take on it? Well, look, I mean, I, I think it's tough on the one hand, right? You, you can't break through as a campaign when you have a pandemic that's occupying everyone's attention. That having been said, you've got to get your you've got to get good swings in when you're at the plate. And these <laughs> swings they're taking are like massive whiffs. Well, like, here's what here's what know, I don't I mean, get. I don't get with the Democrats ever on the problem of audio visual, because <laughs> 
every creative person in America that there are people that make gazillions of dollars a year making motion pictures who would volunteer their time to right. a Democratic candidate to beat Trump. Why don't they hire one of them to get the microphone right for Hillary Clinton or the camera or the lighting right for Joe Biden? Why don't they do that? Well, it, it's an amazing thing. I mean, you you guys mentioned sort of presidential campaigns and how this usually works. I mean, it is generally the case that before you do an event involving the candidate like this, you you will have tested it. You will have made sure the candidate understands exactly when they're supposed to come out, what it's going to look like. And, yes, accidents do happen. I, I, I don't sure. want to make it sound like everything's perfect. But usually you've got the technology down and you've got an exact run of show. And the fact that this happened, I mean, it is either the case that Biden is just out of it or his campaign is committing malpractice. One of those two things. And neither is good. Would it be uh, reasonable to assume people were being screamed at at the end of that thing? Oh, yes. (laughs) Unquestionably. (laughs) Unquestionably. I mean, this is not the first town hall they've done, by the way, which has been, you know, kind of kind of weird or or, or had elements of it that that, you know, indicate that that was not well planned for. So this is not the first time it's happened. This was just the, probably the most extreme example of it. But we are in May of an election year. Uh, these guys need to get their act together pretty quickly because these are the kinds of unforced errors. I mean, if you're going to beat an incumbent president, you need to be firing on all cylinders. I don't care how, you know, how much people think stuff does Trump, Trump does is unpopular. At the end of the day, it's hard to beat an incumbent president. And these guys are not going to be able to do it with this, you know, two cent show they're running now. Well, especially if your argument is competence, steadfast leadership, preparedness, a return et to normalcy, and and the one thing you must avoid is the appearance of being doddering. I mean, that was uh, oh, oh, oh for four. <clears throat> anyway, Lonnie Chan, David and Diane Steffi, research fellow, Hoover Institution. Uh, Jack, do you have a, another politics question? Because uh, I really want to get onto the the uh, civil liberties thing. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. With Lon He, who is the director of domestic policies studies at Stanford, uh, this period is to me one of the real turning points in um, looking at executive power, specifically governor's executive power, and as opposed to local control and uh, and states of emergency and that sort of thing. What's what's your take briefly on what's happening? Yes, uh, governors have a tremendous amount of power. And, and actually, even more than that, uh, you know, pretty much all of the authorities that are dealing with these public health matters, even the local uh, county health authorities, they have a tremendous amount of ability to essentially effectuate whatever policy they want. There's no real uh, mechanism for appeal. There's no real mechanism for someone to come in and to check them. It is uh, the expansion of executive power in a way that we haven't seen, I think, in a long time. And we always knew that executive power was at its zenith, was at its height when there is a state of emergency. There's a lot of research that shows that. But what we're seeing in places like California, Michigan, elsewhere, where people are, are starting to get a little bit frustrated with things governors are doing, is that governors really are exercising a scope and amount of power that we've not seen recently. So there's good reason to be concerned about not just what that means for now, but what it means for going forward as we try and deal with the the after effects of the peak of this virus, right? You mentioned civil liberties. One issue is how much authority are we going to give governors, for example, to track our movements, uh, to track where we're going, who we've interacted with, what that looks like. These are very real and very important questions. Well, you're a lawyer and lawyers often look at just, you know, what's legal and what's not legal. But how about what you can pull off? I just wonder if you reach a point where people just say, sorry, we ain't listening anymore. 
We just ain't going to listen to you anymore. And then what do you do? And, and, you know, how far do you want to push so you don't end up at that breaking point? Well, that's a great question. I think we're, we're getting pretty close to that in some parts of California and certainly in some parts of California where it's pretty clear people, you know, can maintain social distance because they've got, uh, you know, just a lot, a lot more land than they do in, in a place like downtown San Francisco, let's say, for example. And they're saying, look, why should we abide by the same restrictions that everybody else is abiding by? And in terms of how it gets enforced, the answer is, you know, will governors actually go to the extent of, of calling on state troopers or in California, the highway patrol to enforce their dictates? And, and are the, how are the police going to feel about that? You know, I, I think it's an interesting question. We haven't gotten there yet, and I hope we don't. But it's an interesting question about how people react and respond when the state really uses its power to enforce what it wants. We have Elon Musk saying we're reopening the Tesla plant yeah. in defiance of Alameda County's dictates. We've received emails, Lonnie, from multiple peace officers saying there is no way I'm going to kick kids off a uh, a playground, hey. for instance. They say that we have no cases in this part of the uh, the country. Um, there's no risk. I'm being called and told to bust, you know, 14 year olds who are skateboarding. Not going to do it. So that is a that's a pretty significant breakdown of authority. It is, and 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 we're. But the problem is, we're putting these peace officers, we're putting these these people uh, who are laying their lives on the line to protect us every day. We're putting them in an awful position. Right, Lon He, I'm afraid we've got to end there. I, I missed the time cue. We've yeah. got about 15 seconds left. But Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution, Stanford University. Hey, we sure appreciate the time as always. Great to be with you. Thanks. If this thing comes back strong in the fall and they try to clamp down again, I don't know if people are going to listen. And, well, uh, they've blown their credibility in a lot of cases. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to be so careful with, that, with the power. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.